the number you have reached, 911, has been changed to a non-published number. You're listening to UCW Radio. In your face. Alright, welcome to the latest segment of UCW Radio, and this is your host, Lou, a.k.a. Falcon Coparis. And I want to thank all of our listeners for the continued support just by listening to the show. We're trying to get some uh, interesting guests on, uh, from actors uh, to comedians to pro wrestlers to martial artists to leaders in martial arts, um, and some other uh, interesting entertainment figures now today on the show we're going to have the uk based singer tara london on the show uh she brings a touch of nora jones and amy winehouse with a dash of carol king to the table and honestly if you haven't heard this girl sing then you're missing something uh but before we get to that i have to give you some information uh listeners can actually call in when the show is live so get a pen And write this number down. It's 323-215-1446. That's 323-215-1446. And even when the show is over, you can leave me a message. And if it's interesting enough, trust me, it'll be played on the show for everyone to hear. Also, if you're on Twitter, then you can shoot me out some questions or comments uh, while we're live. Uh, we'll, We'll read them off. You'll know who the guest is beforehand, so you can actually ask the questions you want to ask uh, for our guest. My Twitter name is Louis Velasquez. That's L-O-U-I-S-V-E-L-A-Z-Q-U-E-Z. Follow me and ask away. Now uh, we have someone waiting on the phone. So we're going to switch to the phone line and get Tara London on the phone. And uh, here's Tara London now. Tara, welcome to UCW Radio. I want to thank you in advance for taking time out of your busy schedule to speak with us today. Hi, Lou. You're more than welcome. It's an absolute pleasure to be here. Fantastic. That's, that's great. Um, I think I think what we need to do, Tara, we need to start at the beginning so that listeners can find out a little more about you and get a better acquainted with you. So can you tell us how pretty much, you know, when you started to get involved in music, how did, how did it progress? What happened? My interest in music developed from a very young age. I think uh, probably around about the time of primary school, which is kindergarten for you guys, about five or six. Um, my dad used to play a lot of blues, jazz, soul records, and I really loved kind of very early Elvis Presley and people like that. And I just developed a real sense of the way that music can kind of infiltrate your life and and your emotional kind of well-being, you know, sometimes making you happy or sad or, you know, just making you feel jubilant about something that you're hearing. And I really liked the effect that music had on me and on people around me. And I guess that's where it kind of developed. And I started getting involved in kind of school choirs and stuff like that, and only kind of in the background, because I was quite shy as a child, so I wasn't ready to kind of be at the forefront, and I never really believed that, you know, I could particularly sing or had any talent, I just kind of liked the way it made me feel, so, yeah, I'd say from about the age of five. Like a little magical, I guess. Very magical, I think it was a, a kind of eye-opener, it was a sense of wonder for me, where, you know, even I'd watch some of those old films and kind of think, my God, you know, this woman, Doris Day, she's singing and, you know, and, and she just has this look of wonder about her and, and that magic that you just kind of mentioned just seemed to come from, you know, from the speakers, really. <laughs> and, I, and I never understood it when I was young, but as I got older, I started to realise kind of how tangible music can be. Well, with some, they connect with music and that, that's, you know, as you said, Look at your emotions, make you happy, sad, make you anything. Uh, it depends on yeah. what state of mind is, and that's the that's the gift that musicians, that music artists, singers have. And that's fantastic. Um, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Now let let me let me ask you something. You you know you you're involved in music, but there are a few other um, I guess areas of the entertainment industry that you are that you have been involved with. 
Can you go over that? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I developed an interest in acting, particularly kind of musical theatre um, and stage acting, plays and such. Um, I think that kind of came from wanting to have another avenue to, in which to express myself and see if, you know, I've always been fascinated by people that are into method acting and stuff like that, where they can totally immerse themselves in another character and almost become somebody else in a play or in a film. Um, and they draw on their own experiences and their own challenges through life in order to portray a certain character or role. And I've always found that incredibly fascinating because I really enjoy everything that's creative, everything, whether it's a piece of art or architecture or acting or singing or dance. All of the arts really do inspire me. And, and so I kind of tried my hand at acting for a while. I went to college to study acting and musical theatre and loved, absolutely loved my time there, but I did actually realise kind of towards the end of the end of the course that, that maybe acting wasn't necessarily for me, but I think music um, was continuously coming to the forefront and drawing me back and, you know, that maybe I'd just kind of sidelined a little bit, but I don't think I was ever going to kind of walk away from music. But you have, a, you have a great appreciation for music, and I think that's, that's fantastic. So as I've spoken to artists, and I just find that interesting, and I, and I am going to ask you some questions. Some artists, yeah. I, I ask, that, that say they appreciate music, or some that, that are talented, I ask, would you go, if you're on stage or doing a concert, and you're doing your, your thing, would you go and do a cover song of another artist that you, that, that, that you love, a song that you love? Some artists say no, which to me it doesn't make any sense because you appreciate music. You should want to perform something great if you have the opportunity to do so. Absolutely. And I, you know, I 100% agree with that. I mean, I, you know, I do every now and again incorporate um, covers, you know, into some of the live shows I do because I have a massive appreciation for other artists, you know, both established and unsigned. Um, there's a whole wealth of talent out there and people writing incredibly beautiful songs and, you know, with beautiful lyrics and melody lines. And, you know, I do love music, so, you know, it's not just about solely appreciating, you know, the stuff that I'm creating. It's about appreciating all the music that's out there. Um, and, yeah, you know, old-time kind of singers and stuff like Billie Holiday and Ella Fitzgerald and, you know, these are classics and absolutely amazing songwriters and singers and how could you not how could you not want to perform you know some of the music that they've created you know when you create a song I think you know initially you write it for yourself but as soon as that song's recorded and you put it out there then you, you are, you're giving that away it's a gift you know you're giving it to somebody else for them to get something tangible from it and yeah you know I totally agree I think that artists should you know, want to perform other people's stuff and really embrace that. So, yeah, I'm definitely on that page. Oh, that's, 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 uh, that's good to hear because I, I do think you're talented. Um, and again, you know, you do have other artists that are out there that are so talented. But you, I, I'm going to say, and again, maybe I'm wrong, but you can correct me. Now, if you do do a cover of a song, are you, yeah. would you do it cabaret style? Or would you make it to your own? Um, no. What what I tend to do is if I cover somebody else's song, I mean, depending on the style of the song, you know, if it if it was something like Corinne Bailey Ray, for instance, then I would probably try to do it as faithfully to her version as possible, um, because you know she has a certain style and a vibe that you know I I find a, a kindred spirit with really. Um, so I would try and reproduce that as faithfully as possible. But, you know, if it's a style that's not necessarily within the genre of music that I'm creating, then I, you know, I might try and just change it a little bit just to fit with what I'm doing, really. Because, you know, obviously if people are coming out to see me, then they, they want to hear me kind of doing the type of stuff that, you know, that, that they enjoy me doing. So I always try to kind of give the listener, you know, 
100% of me as possible. So even if I'm doing a cover, then I want to kind of put my own stamp on it. But, you know, that takes nothing away from the way that the song was originally written or produced or performed, you know, from the original artist. It's just me trying to make their lovely song fit with what I'm doing. So, yeah. You have to do that when you're performing because if you're start switching things over, you may uh, lose the craft. You, you don't want to do that when you're on stage. No, you don't. You don't want to kind of alienate the people that are taking time out of their day, you know, to come down and see you. You know, for me, I think that, you know, your fans or the people that, you know, really enjoy what you're doing, I think they're incredibly important in the whole journey that you're taking as an artist. You know, they're incredibly important to what I do. And Without them, um, you know, I couldn't do what I do. You know, I couldn't feel like fulfillment that I do when I come away from a performance and somebody's taken something really valuable from that, you know, where they can go home and say, I had a really great night. You know, that that makes my night, you know, that they've enjoyed it and they've spent their time in a way that was pleasurable for them, you know, so. Well, yeah. let, let me ask you this now. Um, you have a lot of talented musicians out there, mm-hmm. and you know some of them start at an early age. I have to say, most of them at some point they at an early age they start everything, they start developing. Um, some some artists you you find an escape because they find a talent and they tend to escape into that talent, whether it be yeah. music, uh, acting, whatever it may be. They tend to escape uh, and they discover it. If not, they may have an appreciation music and they learn how to sing or how to play and they escape from their own reality uh when when did you find or did you find music as an escape for you and and if so when about uh about about what age do you think that uh, that occurred i think um probably around the age of 13 um my my dad got really sick um and it was a, an incredibly hard time for me because i'd lost my mum when i was two Sorry and my that. dad was my sole carer um and i think when he kind of got sick i kind of realized really just how how valuable life was and how valuable your relationships with other people are and I think from that point onwards, um, I just used to, I used to kind of write poetry really, I suppose. You know, it was just kind of thoughts and stuff that were in my head and I used to kind of just write them down as a collection of kind of sayings and short poetry. And I remember my teachers in school saying that, you know, a lot of my writings were very deep. Um, and I think that's because it was a way for me to kind of access what I was feeling without actually having to verbalise it to people because I think when you're 13, 14 and you're, you know, in that kind of stage of your adolescence, it, it's not something that you particularly find easy to kind of talk about, you know, that you're kind of sad that, you know, your dad's not well and some degree you kind of, I, I kind of felt that it was my fault because he was raising myself and my brother and I felt that we put a lot of stress on him because he was a single parent and so I kind of blamed myself for him getting ill. Um, and I think, you know, I wrote my first song when I was about 14, I was 14 or 15, um, and it wasn't directly about that experience, but it certainly touched on some of the emotions and, and that that I was feeling, um, and I just found that to be kind of a little bit of a, a relief, really, from the pressure that was kind of building up inside me that I didn't know how to express, and certainly since then, um, you know, my writing, everything that I write is incredibly personal. It's not necessarily about me. It could be about a friend of mine or somebody that I've met that's going through something, you know, happy or, or sad. Um, and I just find it's a really, it's almost like therapy, you know, you can kind of just get all of those feelings out and, and then it's out there, you know, you've created something and, you know, other people can then identify with whatever the subject matter is, because everybody out there has been through everything you have. Do you know what I mean? You know, there's somebody out there always going through something. So um, I also kind of felt that it was a bit of a gift 
to be able to give that to somebody else. You know, like if you're feeling a certain way and suddenly you hear a song and you think, you know what, that's exactly how I feel. And, you know, you can connect with that. And sometimes it can really, you know, I've heard people say, you know, this song changed my life or this song helped me through a really difficult period. And I wanted to be able to do that, not only for myself, but obviously for other people. So, Power of music, um, when you have a gift, you have to, you know, it has to have some sort of impact on people. And I, yeah. you know, I, I know, you know, there's a lot of pain. There has to be some pain in the music to write stuff that you've been through. Um, yeah. And I think that is what, that's what makes the difference between a good artist and a great artist is yeah. your soul coming out, literally your soul coming out in the music, uh, like a Marvin Gaye, you know, I mean, someone like that, that, you know, that certain songs that he made were like, you know, off the charts because his soul went into it. I mean, he's a timeless song. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. But, you know, in, 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 today's, um, in today's world of music, you know, a lot of artists, you know, that, that are talented and they may be, they may be, you know, in uh, rock, maybe pop, and maybe this, and maybe that, and maybe hip-hop um, artists, they find the need yeah. for a solo. Okay? Yeah. And, and, and I, I mean, some, it makes sense, to some, it really doesn't make sense. Um, I, do, do you see yourself crossing over to other genres of music? Um, maybe. I mean, when, when I first started kind of writing seriously, I'd say that um, a lot of the stuff that I was writing actually was kind of quite heavily folk-based, I guess, um, and acoustic. A lot of it was very acoustic, and I think that because I do love practically every genre of music, you know, there's, there's every artist that's out there, you know, I like a lot of different music. You know, my own CD collection, you know, varies from artists such as Pink Floyd right the way through to people like Eva Cassidy and Madonna. So, you know, I think that there's always um, I suppose something in every artist that kind of, kind of thinks, you know, oh, should I try you know, should I try this or should I try that? Um, I think my roots are quite solidly based at the moment in kind of soul, blues, that kind of um, genre, but yeah, I, I could never say never. I, I don't know really. Um, maybe in a few years' time, who knows? I might feature on a hip hop record. I don't know. Yeah, but, yeah I'm. <laughs> but you never know. You know, it may, it may work. You never know. Yeah, and I'm open to that. You know, I'm open to kind of collaborating and um, being involved with with other artists. And I, I got an email the other day actually from an incredible guy called Simon Clothier, who actually plays ukulele. Um, and his songs are beautiful, really melodic, and the, the lyrics are lovely. Um, asking if I would consider doing a collaboration with him on one, one of his songs. Um, and I don't think he expected me to say yes because I stole so different, but actually I, you know, I'm very flattered that he asked me. And, um, you know, I probably will be involved in that project in, in the next few months because yeah, it, it's lovely to get involved with other people's writing and, you know, other people's creativity because it kind of makes you feel like, you know, you don't have to necessarily just get in a box and stay there. Right. You know, music shouldn't be like that, you know, it should be like, it should be like an ocean, it should be free flowing. So. That's a great way to look at it. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I, I was going to ask you, well, you know, what do you classify your music as because, um, I mean, it could be considered alternative, it could be considered, considered jazzy, blues, folk, you know, so, I mean, they have so many different genres of music that it's amazing that they can't go, they're so, so spread out that if you have a particular song, it, it has to, you know, they have to classify it as such. They do. They have to pigeonhole you and put you in a box. Yeah. Um... And I suppose the reasons for that really are so that people have a, a good idea of what of what they're buying, you know, of what they're kind of buying into. And if you know, majority of, of people out there, you know, if they buy a single, you know, if you release a single and it's of a 
particular genre, say the, the bluesy kind of genre, they're expecting to buy into an album that is going to be reflective of that single right the way through. They're, they're not expecting to buy into an album that's, you know, one song's bluesy and the next song's a hip-hop song, the next song's a pop song. Um, and so as an artist, you have to be quite conscious of, you know, certainly when I'm writing, sometimes, you know, I might stray a little bit and then I have to remind myself, no, 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 actually you've got to stay within these boundaries because that's what people expect from you. Um, I mean, I'd say that my music probably is a fusion, really, of kind of soul, blues, jazzy elements. It's not really jazz, but kind of jazzy elements. And, and I suppose a little bit of pop as well. It's just a fusion of all of those sounds, really. I mean, everything's open as far as, you know, uh, just, just going back to the last uh, question, that, that sort of sourcing over that, you know, it could happen if the right situation came along. Because you have, because yeah. you know, you're like there, you just you're not stuck in one, as, as you put it, you're not stuck in a box. Because you really, yeah, you can actually move around, free flowing, you can go do a pop song, or you can go collaborate with a rock band, and you, know, you can do different things. Yeah, exactly. That would be awesome. Yeah. Now, now I have, this is this right here is probably uh, the most one of the most important questions that I am going to ask you. Uh, okay. I think we have a good idea, and our listeners have a good idea of you know, what what you're about. And I know that they they have to be intrigued by now. Now you're you're based in the UK. I am based in the UK. It's raining here as well. It's raining over there. Oh well, it's always raining over there, isn't it? <laughs> yes, always raining. But we Fog or rain or something. Um, you have now. We're in the UK, so you you have the likes of in your I guess in your if, even though it doesn't have a name, but in your style of music, you have Amy Winehouse. You know, she's had yeah. her ups and downs, but she's trying to bounce back. Hopefully, she does. You know, God willing, she yeah. does for her own well-being. Uh, don't want to see anyone go through what she's going through. Uh, you have um, you have Duffy, a new artist that came out that that you know that. that Skyrocket with her song, and you have Adele. Uh, we're, we're above them, I think. It, I like Adele a little better, but they're all based yeah. in the UK. Now, do you find that as a roadblock as you move forward in your career, or do you think that there's enough room for four talented artists in pretty much the same space? I think um, I think every every one of those artists that you that you've mentioned, um, and obviously including myself as well, I think we're all within the same, you know, the same kind of genre, but I think all of us have something a little bit different to offer. You know, like Duffy, um, I don't think she's the same as Amy Winehouse. I don't think Amy Winehouse is the same as Adele. I think that there, there are subtle differences between each of their kind of musical styles that when you kind of hear them, on the radio or, or on MTV, um, you just kind of immediately know that's definitely Amy Winehouse, that's definitely Adele, that's definitely Duffield. Um And I, yeah, I, I definitely think that there's there's room for one more um, because I think that we're all bringing something slightly different and unique to the table, um, and we're all very different artists as well. You know, we we all look very different and. Um, like musically speaking and lyrically speaking as well, I think that um, we're we're definitely not kind of on the same on the same page, even though we're within the same genre. I don't know if that quite makes sense, but yeah, but it, um, it does to a point because you look at Amy Winehouse, her music is not like yours and not like Duffy, not like Adele. It's just different, but they kind of you know they kind of. They kind of uh, rally everyone in the same, the same, I guess, box as far as yeah. uh, the genre goes, and whatever the genre is, alternative, whatever. I don't know what it is, but whatever that that area is, they they kind of put them in there. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, I think Amy Winehouse. These are. I'm sorry. I just want to say sorry. something. But you know, you have Amy Winehouse, Duffy Adele. These they're signed by major labels. Okay. Yeah. Um. 
out of the the um, I guess the indie label front, the two artists that come from anywhere. You have you have other ones. You have like uh, in the RE and stuff. But as far as uh, here, yeah, but that she, she's in a class by herself. Okay. Yeah, she's amazing. You know, like, amazing. Like, like a Tori Amos, that she's in a class by herself. She created her own whatever she did. She created her own her own following, her own her own sound. Yeah, her own sound. Yeah. Okay, um, and I think that that is what separates. Again, uh, that's another thing that separates a good artist from a great artist. Beyond putting your soul yeah. into it, uh, just creating your own style. Um, but, you know, Amy Winehouse, Duffy, they're all signed to the, to the major label. Uh, you, um, you, and then there's another artist, uh, Lip Stone. You guys are kind of like in that, that realm. But I, I believe, and it's my opinion, yeah. out of the three that are, that are with the major label, just, just focusing on you for a second, that yeah. you, your, your voice, your vocal talent, I, I think that you have the ability to be one of the three, not one of the four, but one of the three, mm-hmm. because I, I think that, and I've, I've heard Duffy perform acoustically, just singing, and yeah. she, she sings, but she's not a great vocalist, okay? And well, that, that, yeah, yeah, she's not a great vocalist, because if you look at Pink, I heard, she yeah. performed Janis Joplin on stage a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. with the guitar and her singing. Blew the roof off the environment. I think she was playing yeah. in Germany or something, and she blew the roof off the whole place. Um, yeah. But that's talent. That's vocal talent. That's you being able to perform. Yeah. Um, and you have to I have mean, stage I, I presence. Think... You have to have stage presence too, and that's something I think you have. Amy Winehouse says it. Adele, even though she doesn't rap much, she has some sort of stage presence there. Yeah, yeah, they do. Both both of those um, women are incredible, incredible performers. Um, I mean, I, I think that's, that's the great thing as well for kind of artists like me, you know, that I look at every performer, like I said earlier, you know, whether they're established or, or not established, you know, you can always learn something from somebody else. And I'm constantly learning, you know, while I'm on my musical journey, I'm always learning from these artists and taking on board, you know, very subtle things that other people you maybe wouldn't even notice, so that when you do come to a show, you know that you are completely on point vocally. You know, for me, that's one of one of the major things. You know, there's two major things, and that's good songwriting and you know concentrating on delivering the best vocal that you can. You know, that for me is incredibly important because you know I don't want people to sit there and, and not enjoy what they're hearing. You know, and and again, also reproducing everything faithfully to what they hear when they listen to a CD or they, you know, go onto the website and listen to something. You know, majority of the time, you know, if I do a show, most of the time people will come up to me and say that, you know, that they thought actually that I was much better live than I am recorded. And that's a huge compliment. So that's what I aim to do for every show, really, that I do. Give it 100, percent and that's the way. 110, percent that's the way. And that's what an artist should do. But you have to have stage presence where you're you're up there. You're embracing the audience. They're embracing you. I've seen artists that are talented uh, go on stage, and I and I you know again I maybe it's unfair, but I just keep pointing at Duffy. You know I like her one song that she did, Mercy. Uh, the other songs are, are there. Um, but I saw her perform, I think it was um, MTV, they were having an award yeah. show, and she performed. And mm. you can hear a pin drop, and Mercy's an upbeat song, and people were, were like, confused. Yeah. Because you know, there yeah. was no fire, like, you come out, you know, your song like that, the crowd should be into it, the audience should be into it, and her you know, stage presence wasn't there. Maybe she was nervous, maybe that's the case, you know, maybe she's still yeah. growing as an artist, that could be the case as well, you know, and mm-hmm. I, I hope that's the case for her, because, you know, I think that uh, if she does develop her, her skills, even though she's trying to a major label, that she can continue to go further, but uh, I look at talent. If you're talented, you're not going to lose your talent. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. 
So um, that, that's just my my take on on her, or whatever it's worth. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but but, but I, I believe just just um, what what I've seen of you, I believe that you have that stage presence, and I think that that's an important factor. Now, um, you're welcome. Um, I talked a couple of weeks ago. I asked this question of uh, Alex Police. You know, she's a, a, a rock uh, singer in California. And I'm going to pose the same question to you. When you look at pop music, you find a, a lot of these up-and-coming cookie-cutter types that produce, yeah. they spit out, and they spit them out, they take advantage of, of the times and what's going on at that moment. And granted, some of them enjoy immediate success, and they have some, a little bit of longevity, but for the most part, the longevity factor just isn't there. And the potential of them falling by the wayside is pretty great. Now, what do you, you know, I have two questions. What are your thoughts on the topic? And how do you find yourself different? Um, I think, I mean, you know, for everybody that, that's out there trying to carve out a career for themselves, um, you know, I genuinely, you know, wish everybody luck because, you know, it's an incredibly difficult industry to get into and certainly to maintain any kind of real success. Um, I think that, you know, the, the ones that fall by the wayside, th- there's a number of reasons why that happens. A, because maybe they weren't there necessarily because of their talent, maybe more so because they they fitted into a mould that's very current. Um, and you know, and that's why there's no longevity. Or number two, because they just don't have the passion to continue to, you know, fulfill what's expected of them. You know, for me, the music industry is a little bit of a conundrum, I guess, for me, because I find that there are areas that that frighten me a little bit. You know, I find it a little bit of a minefield because I, first and foremost, I care about the music. That's what it's all about for me. Um, and, you know, as I progress further on, on my journey, I want it to always be about music and then about me second. Well, I know that, you know, kind of me and the music go hand in hand, you know, it's a marriage of two things, but I want people to be able to enjoy what I'm putting out there, you know, and that be the product rather than, you know, whether or not I'm good looking enough or slim enough or wearing the right clothes or yeah, it shouldn't be about that. It should be about what you're listening to, you know, because if I hear a record that I like, the first thing that I think is, oh, wow, that person's got a great voice or, you know, that's really good songwriting or the melody's great or the lyrics are great. I don't get on the internet to see what that person looks like before I decide whether or not to go and download that single. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I know exactly um, what you mean because that, that's, been, that, that's the music... How is that being in the music industry? That's their doing. They try to yeah. paint the picture of what what we just as a society should be. You should be thin. You should be this. You're only beautiful if you're a hundred as, as a woman. You're between a hundred and a hundred and fifteen pounds, let's say. Yeah. As, as, you know, as a man, if you you have all your hair and you're this or that, you know, they paint this picture of what you're supposed to be. Okay, yeah. and I think that gives. Um, false impressions to our youth, that gets false impressions to the people. And if you look at, you know, just 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 to stick with the music genre that you're in, if you look at uh, Adele, you know, she is not slim. Okay? No, she's, her she's voice, not. But her voice will knock you out. Okay? You exactly. Know. And her songwriting as well. And I, yeah. that's the other thing as well. You know, I don't think that, that beauty... For me, you know, beauty has never been about a physical thing. It's always been about something that's underneath that. And when you when you hear um, somebody like Adele and the way that she writes and the way that she sings and the way that her performances come across, that's where her beauty lies. Do you know what I mean? And you know, whether she was you know a hundred pounds or you know ten thousand million pounds, it would absolutely make no difference. Do you know what I mean? Because that's not. You know, it's not what music's about. You know, music is, like I said earlier, you know, it's about something more tangible than that and about creating a little bit of magic. I agree with you 100%. You know, I just think that yeah. the image that's put forth sometimes 
someone on stage or you read about it, you see it on TMZ, you read about it in the National Enquirer, uh, XYZ artist was on stage and they look like they put on a little weight. And see, but then what happens is that you're kind of, you know, now you feel pressure that you have to be a certain way. Um, which, you know, uh, again, I guess that's society. You know, that's, that's and that's why a lot of artists end up in trouble, you know, that's why a lot of them end up doing the things that they do and ending up in rehab and God knows what, because the focus is taken away from actually what what they're meant to be about, you know, which is about their, their art, their music, their acting, you know, whatever it is, you know, the focus gets taken away from that and put onto something that actually, in the great scheme of things, is not that important. I agree with that. Now, just to stay on that topic, yeah. as far as marketability, you have the look, you have the, you know, you're not, um, well, let me, I'm going to say you have the attitude, you have the demeanor, um, if the opportunity presented itself, and you do have um, talent as far as uh, other areas of entertainment. So if the yeah. opportunity presented itself, would you like to see yourself uh, more mainstream, not just with the music, but crossing over into other entertainment areas, you know, popping up on the tube or films or even commercial ads. Do you, would, would you uh, see yourself doing that? I don't know, really. I, I mean, I think um, <laughs> even though I studied acting, I can quite honestly say um, <laughs> that I don't think it was one of my strongest disciplines um, in terms of talent, to be honest. You know, I don't think that I'm, you know, a natural kind of actor. Um, because I was never as comfortable on stage acting as I am when I'm there singing. Um, so I don't know, you know, I'm not one of those kind of artists that, you know, is kind of talented in one area and assumes that because I'm talented in one area that I can do everything. Um, because I don't. <laughs> So the answer to that is probably probably no. I'd probably stick stick to music unless um, unless it was something that would be really beneficial to others. So you know, if it was something maybe to do with a charity, or you know, that if I did a certain you know five minute segue or a link for something, and and that was going to raise money, um, you know, for for something really incredible, then yes, then the answer would be yes. That, but just generally for my own career progression, um, I'd say the answer probably be no. So that, that's not even anywhere near your, anywhere in your zone of sight? Uh, not really. I mean, musically speaking, um, I, I wouldn't have an issue necessarily with being mainstream. Um, you know, I, I, I'm not really that bothered whether my stuff would be mainstream or alternative or you know, a little bit kind of eclectic, um, just as long as people were enjoying it, really. I don't really mind where where it would sit. I'm not particularly fame-hungry, to be honest with you. I'm, I'm more interested in just creating good songs that people will enjoy. And, and that's, you know, that's me being 100% honest. Well, that's good, you know, and, and that's why people listen to you. Uh, and yeah. That's why, you know, you have your fan base and it will continue to grow. Now, yeah. Sarah... Look, can I ask you, right now, um, obviously you're performing, where are you performing? Um, at the moment, actually, I, I did a show yesterday that at the moment I'm currently um, in talks now for, for uh, a tour, perhaps. I mean, it's, it's only a UK thing, but um, we haven't finalised any of the dates yet, which is unfortunate considering I'm talking to you because I can't kind of give you any dates, but... Um, all I can tell you is that kind of from the end of September, um, right through probably until the new year, people will be able to catch me um, in and around London, in the UK, and maybe you know some of the West Country and stuff as well. But unfortunately, I haven't confirmed those dates yet. So. Well, when you do, you'll you'll make sure to let us know so that we can. Uh, I will do. Let everyone know. We'll put it on. Uh, yeah. We'll put it on W Radio so that. Uh, I'm sure the people in London, if they're there, they're going to want to see you. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, <laughs> We've will. kind of taken a little bit of a break just to focus on finishing some recording 
because um, it's really hard. Like we had quite a busy year um, in terms of live work, and it's quite hard to then kind of pencil in that time to finish off, um, you know, a few songs that we've got that just need to, you know, be mixed and, and mastered and good to go. And you'll be coming out with your with your uh, your your new uh, CD at some point soon, right? Say that again, sorry? Your, your new CD, um, your new album, you, you're looking to yeah, come out with have, that. I have an EP um, called Ordinary Girl. Um, that should be out around Christmas, hopefully, um, which is why we're, we're kind of spending this time at the moment finishing off some brand new tracks for that that people haven't heard yet. They're quite exciting. But, um, yeah, that should be out, I think, around Christmas time and be available for download on iTunes and CD Baby and Amazon. But you, do, you do have a couple of songs right now that uh, listeners, they want to download your music, they can actually download uh, Ordinary Girl, am I correct? They certainly can, if they go to my website. Do you want me to give you those details? Uh, yeah, definitely. I, that, that was good. That's a segue to my next question. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I was going to ask you, how can fans stay on the cutting edge of Tara London's career? Do you have Twitter? Do you have MySpace, Facebook? Give us I all do. the information I have, now. I have all of those things. Okay. Um, yeah, I have my MySpace is www.myspace.com forward slash Tara London. Um, at the moment, I've only got a couple of tracks on there because um, I cleared the tracks that I did have on there to make room for the new ones. Um, so there will be some new ones on there um, in the next month or so. But there's a couple of tracks on there, including Ordinary Girl. Um, and that that particular page gives details of kind of what I'm doing. There's photographs on there, and um, there'll be a couple of uh, new YouTube um, videos as well that I had done about a month ago um, of an acoustic show I did um, and also I normally put all my show dates and gig dates up on there so I, you know that one gets refreshed a lot quicker than the other one so that's the one to kind of check first um, my Twitter is uh, www.twitter.com forward slash Tara underscore London um, oh, I'm at the body now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to send you tweets. <laughs> That's brilliant. I love tweets. I love them. Um, and then my Facebook, I actually don't know the URL for that, but if you just type in Tara London, it comes up straight away. So people will see me on there straight away. And um, there's a, a fan page and a, a group page and a couple of other pages on there. Um, and then my official website is www.taralondonmusic.co.uk and that's where you can download my tracks and stuff. All right, excellent. Now, uh, so we have you on Twitter, on MySpace, on Facebook. Uh, we have you all over the place. You are a social music madwoman. Um, yeah. So now, now, what I'm going to do right now is give you the time to talk about whatever you want to talk about, to plug whatever you want to plug, if you want to talk about uh, your band, you want to talk about what you have going on now, whatever you want to speak about, just the floor is all yours now. Brilliant. Okay, well, I, I will take the opportunity to um, talk about my band, actually, because they're fantastic. Because um, I've spent the last two years um, traveling up and down the UK, primarily with my guitarist, and his name is Nick Michaels. Um, he used to be in a band called Bethnal some years ago, and they were a successful band, signed, um, had three albums, and he's an exquisite guitarist and incredibly dedicated to what I'm doing. Um, we write together, and, you know, he dedicates a lot of his time. He's incredibly, incredibly reliable and committed. Um, he's fantastic so I just want to give a little shout out to him um, we've just taken on a new keyboard player or piano player his name's Pete Pete Byrne um, again fantastically talented I mean what you know that guy plays like a demon he's amazing um, also my bass player Andronis 
um, absolutely wicked bass player. He's so good, so good. Um, and my two brilliant backing vocalists, Laverne, who's got the most gorgeous gospel voice I've ever heard, and George, um, who just has just the voice of an angel, really. And all of those guys are absolutely fantastic and turn up to rehearsals all the time and they're really dedicated and they work incredibly hard so I just want to give a big thank you to them and just actually while I'm here kind of say thank you to everybody that supported me and kind of dedicated their time to coming by and saying hi on my website and stuff I love that by the way if anybody wants to come say hello please do um yeah that's about it really the only other thing is that I'm currently um, been like nominated for People's Music Award. Okay. Um, and the website for that is www.thepeoplesmusicawards.com. Um, and if anybody would like to have a listen to my song on there, they just type in Cara London and have a listen. The song's called Bittersweet. If they like it and they want to vote for it, that would be amazing. Um, Basically, all you have to do is just like register on the site, post the songs you like, and you know you kind of give a lot of artists out there that are working really hard, um, you know, a, an opportunity to kind of perform on the world stage, and you know it's an incredibly important competition. So, yeah, if you guys would like to get behind me, that'd be great. Excellent. And now I'm going to ask you this last question. When when you are on Twitter, that's actually you sending the tweet, correct? Yes, it's me. Okay. I'm, I'm just, I just bring that up because some people, they, they have people do it to them. Um, so it's, it's good to know. So it's good for our listeners to know that, hey, if you're saying something, it's really you. Uh, yeah. all, all of my, all of the website details that I gave you, with the exception of my official website, because that's run, um, by my website designer, but, all of the other pages that I gave you, my MySpace, Facebook, and Twitter, are all um, all me. It's all me. I, I do all the interactions on there because I think it's really important to kind of maintain, you know, a, a bit of a relationship with with the people that are out there supporting you. You know, they don't have to do that. And when they're giving up, you know, time in their day to send me a message, then you know, I feel that it's important that I should be the one to get back to them. I'm not going to ask somebody else to do that. I think it's a bit impersonal. So. You're just point. Um, yeah. I mean, it may take me a few days, yeah, but, but I do always get back to them. So. Get around to it. <laughs> Dara, let, let me just say, I, I need to end the interview on this note. Uh, yeah. And I mentioned it earlier. You know, I like, uh, even though I like Duffy, Mercy, I like it, I believe. Uh, that you are more vocally talented than she is. Uh, and, I, and I would say you have more of a stage presence. Uh, I said it before, I'm saying it again. This is my opinion. And I'm yeah. sure that Dubby's a nice person and everything, but I just have to call it as I see it. Um, yeah. If you're, you're talking about the UK-based, um, if your music, I guess your, your area of music, I would think that you would be in there uh, maybe a... a Pinch higher than she, um, but that—that's just my opinion. Uh, and I also think that we'll we will be seeing more and more of you uh, as 2009 moves forward. I really, uh, I think we will. I think we will. Yeah. And I really want to thank you for giving us some insight on you and your career, uh, your views, your thoughts, um, uh, basically how you know who Carolina is and what makes you you. And I think this is a very insightful interview or a conversation for more conversation than interview. And I like to yeah. follow up with you when your when your CD comes out, so that we can yeah. get some updates and everything. If that's okay with you, that'd be brilliant. Yeah, uh, absolutely fine. I'd like to thank you for taking the time to talk to me. Um, it's been a real pleasure. So thank you for taking the interest in my music and. You know, your lovely words as well it really means a lot. Oh, thank, thank you. you. You are ever so welcome, but it's all, um, everything comes, anything, anything that I said during this interview is based on your talent. And yeah. now talking to you is based on the type of person you seem to be. 
And I think that the audience will embrace you more and more as you go global. Um, now, as Tara London leads us, we want to close out this segment of UCW Radio with one of our songs. I want you to follow her career, and trust me, you guys will thank us. Uh, this is Lou with UCW Radio, signing out. Until next week, and here's Tara London. My mother thanks you, my father thanks you, my sister thanks you, and I thank you.